Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 59 of the Zus Show. Almost at 60. Um, 59. It's 59. <laughs> almost at 60. Just this is just a reminder that consistency is key and it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And not everyone gets to the finish line at the exact same time. Um, so I, w- I just want to rehash with you guys uh, what we had on episode 58. So episode 58, uh, Wade, a.k.a. the Hood Woes, pulled back up. And we talked about a lot of good topics, uh, which would which entail Katie's interview with Chris Haynes. Shout out to Chris Haynes. You cool dude. Um, also, Mello, you know, we, we thought, you know, he had a sit-down discussion with, um, you know, Stephen A. Smith, and our whole, you know, angle was, yo, is he being blackballed by the NBA? Will he come back? Um, we also talked about Ben Simmons getting discriminated against. And, of course, the, one of the biggest headlines, the NBA All-Decade Team, um, and a little a little more things, too, as well. Um, so, you know, uh, this is going to be another great episode. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back and make some noise for my co-host, my boy, Trey. What's up, y'all? How's everybody doing? Happy to be back. I think another two-week stint. Just it took some time off, you know what I'm saying? But uh, very happy to be back. Uh, I think last episode we did was right before your birthday. So so happy belated. I, get, I didn't get to see it on the show, but yeah. happy belated, man. Um it's always a good time with this guy, man. Happy to be here with you. Happy to uh, see you grow and see the show grow and be along for the ride. For real, for real. For the ride. Let's get it. Yeah, get you know. It. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> edit that out. All <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, yeah, let's get straight into it. So um, the first thing I want to talk about is um, DeMarcus Cousins' injury. <sighs> Dang. Yeah, man. Um, uh, at first, you know, the news let out, and they said he had a knee injury. So I'm thinking, you know, he just bumped knees with somebody. There's going to be something where it was, like, a little sore, and he was going to be good to go for training camp, good to go for the season. Nope. Um, we got some release footage by um, TMZ and other people as well, too, but primarily TMZ. And essentially, yeah. he was in Las Vegas um, training slash working out slash scrimmaging. And he was actually in a scrimmage game. And he was, like, um, on the right side where the elbow is. He went to the basket to try to attack, and then he had knee-on-knee contact uh, with someone. I don't know if this other person was an NBA player or just a random Joe on the court, but knee-to-knee contact, fell down instantly. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, news broke out the other day that he actually suffered a torn ACL. Um, Yeah, I I was pretty blown about that. Um, but you know, um, things happen and, uh, it's just unfortunate, man, because I really, you know, he's been through a lot, you know, saying, you know, he went to the Pelicans and then, uh, had a great year. You know, he's never been that person who's had talent around him. So, you know, it was kind of a failed experiment over, um, in Sacramento, and, you know, he finally got to play alongside, you know, with his old teammate from college, Anthony Davis. Um, and, you know, they were on pace to make the playoffs. Like, they played really well together. Um, I think they both averaged a minimum of, like, 25 and 12, and they were starting to really gel together. Um, tears his Achilles. Um, you know, he sits out for damn near almost a year. Uh, and then he comes back on Golden State, you know, plays about 30-something games, average, gives you 16, 8, and 4, being a fifth option which was crazy. Yeah. Um, finally gets, you know, an opportunity to uh, prove himself in the playoffs. And, you know, he goes down, I think, game one against the Clippers. 
blows out his quad, game tears his one. quad. I think it was game one, tears his quad. And, you know, I thought he was out for the, the remainder of the playoffs. He managed to come back um, off of pure willpower. And uh, uh, he, he didn't play as well. He had one good game. But, you know, like we, like we talked about past episodes ago, when you're a bigger – when you're a big man – um, you're recovering from an injury, you know. Take some time. Take some time. It, um, was this all in the same leg? Was everything in the same leg? I want to say it was all in the same leg. So that's scary. And it's crazy because he cut down on a lot of weight too. So you think you think that had um, something to do with it as well too? I just think that those things usually when you do stuff like that is from like an imbalance of like you know muscle strength or you know. Either you stepped wrong the first time. The first time might be a freak accident, but after that, it's just, you know, one part of your leg's stronger or weaker than the other, and then you get overpowered, and then the part that's been weaker snaps, or the part that has the most stress on it, maybe that is stronger, but you've been stressing it so much, it snaps, and, you know, it, you, you go down, that, and that's sports performance in a nutshell. You know, you try to strengthen all the muscles, and for him playing at the level he's been playing at, and trying to get back in the time frame, because, you know, people don't come back after a year. You straight up like that from an Achilles, that takes a lot of time. And even, like, an ACL, like, playing professional basketball, you have to also give that some time. Like, some players can do it better than others, but it, it all takes some time. And I just think that maybe Boogie hasn't been given the adequate time to really recover. He's been put in positions where he can take a little bit more time and not be in the number one option anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's just been – it's been a marathon for him, but – it's been, it's been faster. It's been sped up a little bit for him. He's he's trying to get back. He's trying to get that money. He's trying to get that contract. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. And and that's and that's what brought me to it too. Like, I care about him more um, as a human being. You know, what I'm saying a lot of times Box. NBA players are looked at as just, you know, I don't even know how to describe. It. They're just looked at as an entertainer, and that's it. That's like, it. They. We a lot of people have this thing in their head where you know they're not human beings. Like they, everyone goes through problems as well yeah. too. You they're know just a saying? stat on a paper. Yeah, so that that kind of blew me, and I'm like, yo, where's your like, where's your mental state at? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, how are you gonna recover from this? You just spent one whole year trying to get back, and you only play like I said, thirty some games. You get hurt again, and then you come back. You know, you sign another mid level exception. For like three point one million dollars or some or something, and you get hurt again, and this time you tear your ACL. Yeah, and he's what twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Twenty nine years old, and it's just like he has production left, but I don't. We think we're gonna oh, get good basketball yeah. out of him until thirty one. You yeah, know, he has. Yeah, it's gonna take him another whole year. He definitely has production left, um, but man. Um, I'm, I'm sad that he's losing out on money because yeah. if memory serves me correctly, when he, uh, even though he still tore his Achilles, the Pelicans I think wanted to offer him I the think max. 20 mil a year. It felt like a lot. I think it was just two. I think it was two year 40 mil. I think it was two year yeah. 40 mil, and he turned it down because he thought, you know, if he worked his way back with like a Golden State. And proved his value. He's gonna get the max dollars, in which I thought he was gonna get. He, he was projected to get that joint. If he didn't rupture his quad, I think he would have been good. Yeah, um, being a fifth option too. But, <laughs> but do you uh, think though this injury just puts him out of the question for big time money for the rest of his career? Oh yeah, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he he's not getting paid. Um, he's not getting paid like that anymore. Unless he's like a D Rose where. He got, you know, D Rose this year with Detroit. I think signed a two-year, 
16 million dollar contract. So I think he's getting eight a year, I believe. So I think that that's the biggest he's gonna get. That's slightly above um, the mid level exception. Okay. But like I said, it's, it's gonna is time is gonna tell. And like you said, it's not till a year later um, that we're gonna see you know what to expect. And now I'm just worrying like, yo, is he even gonna be like? You think he's gonna be still in like the in a rotation with the team? Because I feel like now he's definitely coming off the bench now. Of course, in any scenario. And he's going to get – he's going to have a super reduced role because now you're going to have that – you're going to have it in your head like, yo, this dude is going to be a liability. Um, so I think he's going to have a reduced role, which is unfortunate. Um, I think he's not coming back anytime soon either. Like the, the Lakers – I mean, and I feel like this team, given that they hopefully will get – deep into the Western Conference this year mm-hmm. and did very well, they'll be more intact than any other mm-hmm. Lakers team. And for that matter, LeBron James team, you know. So hopefully it'll keep them together. Hopefully we say, hey, like, there, there would be space for Boogie. But at the same time, nothing, nothing stops. You know, the league's going to keep moving. There are going to be other guys, young guys that could fill his position too. Yeah. So it was like, you know, what, what was happening in um, – at uh, Golden State, like they had them go down and play like a few quarters with the G League team, stuff like that. Yeah. So I could see that as a good possibility for him. Not not saying that DeMarcus Cousins is a great player. He's the caliber. He could, should be playing with other All-Stars in the league when he's healthy. But just to get him back to health, I think that kind of process, and it might be a more strung out process next time because you want to, one, protect your asset, but two, protect DeMarcus Cousins in the long run. Because yeah. if he goes down again, you know, I don't care what anybody says. That's tough for anybody. That's three injuries, add on a fourth. And then by that time, he's 34, 35. That's when people retire, literally. That's when people draw the line. So, <laughs> hey. Um, so, uh, you, but you definitely think he still has some something left in the tank? Yeah. I mean, he was he was doing numbers. Like, he was shooting some of the, like, he had some of the best efficiency of his career when he was playing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not the best, but he was doing numbers, mm-hmm. you know, uh, near the rim and uh, field goal percentage, definitely. Um, he has good basketball in him, and he's never truly relied on, like, stupid explosive athleticism. He's a load to handle, for one, and he, he's quick on his feet. He's good at basketball. You, if you're quick on your feet, all you got to do is get parallel with the person, you know, then you use your leverage from there. You're not trying to get past it. He's not – he's going to dunk the ball. He's – Six foot eleven, seven foot tall. Yeah. He's gonna get past. He's gonna dunk the ball, but that's not off a share of athleticism. That's because he's a specimen when it comes to athleticism and to just yo know, like his frame, his build. So he has basketball left in him. I just hope for his sake that he can stay healthy and stay protected in the franchise wherever he's with, whether the Lakers or it's another franchise to give him the shot. Yeah. So prayers up, Boogie. Keep your head up. It's crazy because my cousin literally. Uh, I think a couple of days before him, my cousin plays D1 at UMass. Yeah. He ended up tearing his ACL. Damn. I was like, damn. Because he was on, he was playing tight end, uh, really wasn't getting that much shine. And because he initially got recruited for being a defensive end. Okay. So they finally put him back at defensive end and he tears his ACL. Freak accident as well, too, That's on sick. like a one on one drill. I was like, bro, That's come sick. on, man. But, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, prayers up, you know, surround yourself with that right. Um, you know, that right, you know, niche, that right group of people. Um, and it's mind over matter at the end of the day. So, you know, if you just know that it's a, it's a day-by-day process. You already know that. You've been through an injury before. But yeah. I know, um, you know, just going through that experience, I think you're going you're gonna to be in a good place, man. So rooting for you uh, and prayers up, man. Much love, Prayers buddy. up. So based off of, you know, his injury, 
Um, because, like I said, he's coming off of a 16-8-4 season, so essentially like losing him from that roster, I thought it was going to be a very vital key to that Lakers roster. Like, coming down who, stretch. Who, who is making up – who is providing that additional 16 points per game um, as well, too? Like, who fills that void? Mm, that's a great question. Um, by committee, maybe off the bench, and it might. He might. <sighs> Frank Gore is gonna have to switch up the lineup a little bit. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. Right, Frank Gore. Like yikes. <laughs> but Frank Vogel is gonna have to switch up the lineup a little bit, um, just for the bench production probably now because. Boogie was gonna be a huge part off the bench. You know, yeah. playing inside out is the easiest basketball to play. Unless you're the Golden State Warriors, but even the Golden State Warriors would kick it in, reverse pass it to the opposite side, get the three up or get the other side motion. Somebody comes down, somebody comes up, Seth rises, shoots the shot. Yeah. But um, I think you have to mix it up a little bit now. So he's, it's like, you know, maybe LeBron will play an extra few minutes with the second team to be a facilitator, even though he's playing the point guard now too. Or you can leave Anthony Davis out there. Like it's just. You have to you have to spark that second group a little bit more. I don't think it gets done by one person unless LeBron's having an All Star game or you know Anthony Davis is gonna have those All Star numbers. But I just think it's done by committee. Some shooting here and there, uh, coups, maybe we we'll talk about coups. Well, I guess when we talk about Team USA, but um, it's it's gonna be by committee. Simple as that for me. I don't think I see one person that's gonna just like push them over the edge. I think with his injury, this definitely puts a little bit more pressure on LeBron James. Obviously, he faces pressure every single year. Or Anthony Davis. On Anthony Davis, too. So yeah. that load management we were talking about before we started recording this, man, I think LeBron going to have to play some minutes, man. Cause I, and I was also thinking, too, like, yo, when he does happen to take hands off for load management, that's when Boogie was starting. You know, his 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 role would be increased as yeah. well, too. And him and AD would just take care of business. And like you said, Players by committee off the bench will step up as well, too. So I thought that was another good thing that I was looking forward to, like LeBron being able to rest because he has more talent around him. Um, Got all-stars, too. I mean, Boogie's damn near all-stars just health-wise, you know. So, yeah. But it's crazy. Um, you Do you see Anthony Davis playing? Bar- so if they if they don't make any more moves for a while, do you see Anthony Davis um, obviously playing more of the five? Because like, he doesn't like playing the five. Um, my whole thing was like, obviously he don't like playing the five, but we're in a small ball era. So I feel like. He that position. I'm, so I'm thinking like, even though you're not going to start at the five in the fourth quarter when it's, when it's crunch time, you're going to play the you're five. You're going to play the five because yeah. you want to win the game. You, you know what I'm saying? But like to start off the game, do you see JaVale McGee starting alongside with him or they kind of essentially go small off the jump, have AD at the five with like Brown at the four, Kuzma, um, Danny Green, and. You know, if they, if they want to put Bradley, if they want to put Rondo there, like, how do you see all that happening? I think the most effective for them is probably going to be going small off the jump. Yeah. And maybe if we don't if we don't see it right off the back end of the season, we'll see it coming down the stretch end of the season or playoffs. They'll probably be cooling the end of the season because I think they're a good enough team to they'll win the games when they need to win the games, and yeah. then they'll get into the playoffs, which when LeBron has strong teams, the, the playoff seed doesn't matter for him. So yeah. but I think when the playoffs come, then they'll really go into that small ball. Um, I think during the during the regular season, they'll get some chemistry, they'll win games. But I think again, it's on it's on the committee, on the coaching staff to really just throw new looks out there, figure out what's gonna work efficiently, figure out the matches up, figure out the matchups. Um, they're gonna need 
a group that's going to have to go out there when they see the Warriors. They're going to need a group that's going to have to go out there, a speed group for one, and that's still a, a little bit more small ball when they see the Rockets and stuff like that. So you're going to see different looks, and you, you never know. It's like they'll have to match up with the Nuggets too, you know. Like, and I'm not saying that they're going <laughs> to – that's going to be the Western Conference Finals, but it's – each team in the Western Conference has a slightly different look. And for me, I think the Lakers' biggest challenge is adjusting to match those needs with teams that have been playing together for the last two or three years. And I'll give the Rockets a little bit more of a jump just because, one, Harden and um, Westbrook have played with each other before, so I think they're going to mesh a little bit better together anyway coming off the, off the jump. So the Lakers is not – like. Let's get it together. Let's figure this out now rather than later so it doesn't mess up our chances of a championship. Yeah, and LeBron, every LeBron James team he's went to since Miami is notorious for not gelling right away, and then they just catch their stride out of nowhere. Crazy. uh, We'll see how that goes, but, you know, it is the Western Conference, so you better figure Mm -hmm. it out sooner or later. Fast. Quick fast in a hurry. (laughs) Because you already say this all the time. When you – when you're on a three-game losing streak, that takes you from the number three seed to the number eight seed all the way to the 10th. It's, <laughs> it's really competitive out there. Um, my next question that I have for you is, you know, with Boogie going down, um, you know, Vegas and all of them had Lakers as, like, the, the favorites to get to the finals and win it all this year. Do you think they're still the favorites, or does that hinder them just a little bit? Definitely still the favorites. Um, Clippers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> It does hurt in that matchup if we're thinking that the Clippers and um, and Lakers are one and two. If we're saying that it hinders them in that matchup because, you know, I think they're pretty well matched. Those first that first team for both squads, Boogie was going to be the catalyst off the bench, like we were saying. Now it has to happen by committee. The only difference is Boogie was a freaking superstar. You know, like he's an all star that was coming off the bench as your catalyst. Now it's like a lot more even of a matchup, and it could, it could sway the tide of a potential battle between those two teams. Mm-hmm. We don't know if we're going to see them, but, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I don't think they're going to be – I think they're still going to, you know, be competitive this year. I think they're going to get to the conference. Line. Like, I, I'm banking on Battle of LA, Western Conference. Um, that's just the ultimate storyline. That would be crazy. You got literally, out of those two teams, like, Three of them top five, and Paul George is a top ten player. So you got star power right there, and I feel like I feel like we just need a new narrative. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think they're gonna get to conference finals, but like you said, if they run into a team like the Clippers, Clippers in six, <laughs> oh, Clippers in six, man. Which leads me to this. So since Demarcus Cousins is out, um, there's been speculation. Not even no speculation. It's very it's it's very open um, right now that the Lakers already ex- are um, expected or they they already requested actually permission to uh, speak with Dwight Howard. And there's mutual interest right now between the eight-time All Star um, in LA in LA and LA um, in the wake of Demarcus Cousins' injury. Um, so there has been talks with either Dwight going to L.A. or, you know, potentially Joe Kim Noah. Um, first and foremost, no disrespect, nothing like we that. Don't want Joe Kim Noah in LA. We don't want Joe Kim Noah in L.A., bro. Uh, nah, he's kind of washed right now. Um, yeah, he's kind of washed right now. Um, I, I like it. I mean, obviously, Dwight had his stint in L.A., but I feel like that was a Dwight Howard who 
was already a superstar, um, was young, hot-headed, uh, really didn't know the the true ins and outs of a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, was with Kobe Bryant as well, too. And also, he came there with numerous injuries. Like, he played through – he played 70-something games and was injured. Like, he had a bad back and bad shoulders um, as well, too. And a lot of people don't really, you know, talk about that. But he, he was banged up, man. Um, and I just feel like – you know, as you get older, uh, you know, you start to get more aware of things. And I feel like now, you know, even based off the interview you had um, a couple of weeks back, I feel like, you know, he deserves another chance. Um, obviously, yeah. last year, and you know, I had high hopes for him with the Wizards. No one really thought John Wall was going to go down either. And he had that uh, lower back issue as well, too. Um, so I think, you know, Dwight Howard healthy, um, not being a – a primary option, you know, just has that nowadays, just that like Capella type of role, Rudy Gobert role, where he, t- t- um, you know, protects the rim, gets you lobs, you know what I'm saying, switch when he has to. Yeah. Um, I think he would be a pretty good fit with LeBron James and AD there. I mean, I feel like, you know, obviously he's been injured, but I think I'm maybe I'm crazy. I think at this age, he's still better than JaVel McGee. Um, but I mean, I think I think he'll be good, man. I think that's a pick a pickup that they really need because they are lacking bigs. Um, so I think it'll be a good fit. How do you feel about Dwight potentially going to LA? Do you think that's a good fit? I'm just I have questions about his health to be honest, because even watching these highlights of him on the Wizards, like he looks like he a little hurt. He does. He doesn't seem healthy, dude. Like, I mean, he, he wasn't was, he wasn't healthy this yeah, year like, though at all. And and is he gonna get back? Because what was it? it was, I mean, it was a issue with his. I'm, <laughs> I don't, don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't, I I couldn't flow nah, into that. So apparently, it was booty. <laughs> it was a, it was like, yeah, I had a butt issue. issue. I just had a high and say lower back. <laughs> like lower back. I, I couldn't flow into that, yo. I could, I could not flow into that. <laughs> I saw it on your face, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had a butt issue. All right, that's out. Okay. It doesn't look healthy nonetheless, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and... And that would be the catalyst for me to say, you know what, a high-energy player, somebody that still plays, somebody that defends, go get a Joe Kim Noah. Because we're not, what, what we're not doing is we're not asking him to shoot. Which we're Joe not asking Kim, Dwight to shoot either at this point. This but that's career. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. You could go get a healthy player or you could go get a, a non-healthy player. You're banking on the potential that Dwight Howard's going to be. But we don't even know his status of his health right now. Yeah. Like, there's been no reports. He hasn't spoken out about his health. Like, we don't know where he's at right now. He had, he had a whole year off, honestly. And honestly, like, to be dead ass, I think he could have came back this past season. But with all that BS going on, I think yeah. they were like, all right, well, let's this this year is wasted. Put the John Wall's away. hurt. We're trying to rebuild. We're trying to get a top 10 protected pick. So why not just sit you down and at the end of the day protect your image as well too because he was catching some heat on what happened. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... I, like we said, we don't know, but I feel like I feel like at this point he's he's healthy and good to go. And he's like I said, he's not going to be that. Obviously, he's going to be a pickup, but I don't, I don't think he's going to be that player that's getting you twenty five to thirty minutes a game. Now I think he's going to be more so 15, 18 minutes a game. You know, gives you ten points, gives you ten rebounds, and I think that's solid for them. Um, but yeah, carry on. I'm just. The only the only reason I made that comparison, I would love for if it was a healthy healthy matchup, mm-hmm. give it to Dwight Howard because I feel like he, he would be huge for the Lakers. And I just feel like sorry for cutting you off again. No, you straight. Go. I just feel like as far as mobility, I just feel like Dwight is way more mobile 
and then Joe Kim Noah. Maybe I'm a little biased because the last time I truly saw Joe Kim Noah play was in New York with D Rose and Mello. He yeah. was not looking good at all. Okay. Um, not finishing at the rim, free throws was booty. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I didn't really see him play in Memphis. I don't think he really did play. But my fault, Kerry. Nah, <laughs> yeah. It just he he he's he's the he's the X factor of grit, and we're not, I'm not pulling any stats from this. I think again, I think the White Howard would be the best choice. But if you're if you think he's damaged good, then somebody on that coaching staff or somebody in that organization is like Joe Kim Noah, high energy guy. Somebody's gonna get it done on defense, hopefully, and. Um, that could hit the mid-range shot. Joe Kim doesn't have a terrible shot at all. I mean, it's ugly, but it's not a bad <laughs> shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, so hopefully they get Dwight, uh, Dwight but Joe Kim Noah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Joe Kim Noah signs for some reason. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, they could always sign Dwight, like how Houston – Essentially, got mellow and got rid of him. Yeah. Because the biggest knock on Dwight is he he's a cancer to the locker room. But I feel like at the end of the day, if you've been going through all this your whole entire career, like it's just that time for a change. And he's playing um, with LeBron James. He's like, playing with LeBron James. Playing with AD. Um, he's not going to get the attention at all. So I mean, I think it'll be a good environment for him. So hopefully, you know, he's learned from his Orlando stint, his Lakers stint, his Houston stint. Um, the the Hawks stint as well too. Yeah. I think he's on the Nets for a little bit and he got bought out. So he's, he's been, been a he journeyman. Place man. Since Orlando, he yeah. was he he looked ridiculous in Orlando. Like, yeah, I've, and that was also just an era where like the for a couple of years the big man kind of went away. So he came at the perfect time. Last too. of a dying breed. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what's going with him. Um, next thing I want to talk about is uh, Ty Lu. So apparently Ty Lu uh, will be set to join the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, so he's going to be rejoining the Clippers organization um, as a top assistant to Doc Rivers. Um, and uh, it's crazy because he's been with Doc Rivers already with the Clippers. And then before that, um, when the Boston was, you know, still good for when they were, you know, champions at that point as well, too. Um, so this is a former Laker who has championship pedigree. Yes. Like I said, um, he has familiarity with Doc Rivers. Um, and, you know, he, you know, he, uh, you know, coached LeBron James and, you know, won him to their, won their, won them their first championship with Cleveland. Uh, so, you know, it makes sense because at first uh, the Lakers kind of lowballed him, you know what I'm saying? The Lakers, they were going to make him the head coach, but, he was. They didn't really pay him. You know what he was looking for. And you're, I'm like, yo, how do you, how does a player like, or a coach like Luke Walton, who had no winning years in the Lakers franchise, get a job off the jump to coach the Sacramento Kings when, obviously, there's an asterisk. I guess you can say there's an asterisk by Tyron Lue because he played with LeBron James. But if you say that, then you have to argue against Eric Spoelstra or argue against That's Phil facts. Jackson. Like, That's facts. you know, what I'm saying you're only as good as your players, honestly. Um, but he did well over there, and I thought, you know, the fact that he had the most familiarity with the Lakers, I mean, with LeBron James, it makes sense to go to the Lakers. And another thing, too, they kind of lowballed him on the pay, and then they said, we're going to hire your own personal coaching staff. So he had no autonomy, no no say, and his coaching staff as well, too. But I think one of the reasons why he did this um, was because I truly do feel like he wants to get back to that head coaching spot 
and who has one of the most who has the most like the top three you know most you know national televised games this year the Clippers with 26 and I feel like just being under coach Doc again um, and when they get back to the winning ways a lot of teams are going to take notice on that and you know they're going to be able to snatch them up so I think that was a good move by him and another thing I think they brought him in too was because of that familiarity with LeBron James you know <laughs> been around this guy what for four years four years um, you know his workout routines you know him as an individual you know what ticks him off you know what I'm saying you know Obviously, it's kind of hard to guard LeBron James, but you know a few of his weaknesses, and I think that can be advantageous uh, moving forward. Um, you know, for the Clippers as well too. But uh, how do you how do you feel about the signing of Coach Lou? Do you think it was some pettiness um, on the Clippers' behalf, saying, uh, "Yeah, you know, f LeBron James," <laughs> or do you think they actually, you know, felt like you know they needed him? I don't think it was like any pettiness. I, don't, I think that genuinely Doc Rivers. And his coaching tree is – he takes care of his people, you know. And he coached with Ty Lue before when the Clippers had success. And they had, again, big-name players, but good coaches coach big players. After a while, like, everyone – you have to have good players to win championships. Think about that. that. You know, like – Rick Carlisle, Dirk Nowitzki, Kobe Bryant and Shaq, Phil Jackson, Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich. Like, <laughs> like the list goes on and on. It, it goes on. You know, a lot of – NBA coaches get not get, get but but sometimes you don't get to that caliber where you're superstars or you're the star player on your team is the superstar of that era mm-hmm. or you know a star that's competing for winning championships. But good coaches coach good players and they find a way to make that happen always. Um, and Talus did that before, so I think for the Lakers it was their loss. Like they lowballed him, they didn't bring him in. Maybe they didn't want to create the narrative of oh Talu, LeBron's gonna get what he wants. You know, like maybe maybe so. Maybe they need a new look, and maybe the Lakers just said, all right, LeBron, well we got a lot of pieces that you wanted, but we're not gonna be able to get Talu for you because you know at the end of the day you'll be gone in an X amount of years, but we want to establish the Lakers franchise again. Maybe that was the we're, we're gonna hope that was the the. The rift in it because if not, you know. But I mean, but at the same time, the fact that they got rid of their young talent, you can argue that they're not trying to invest in the long haul. If that's they're, they're just playing under LeBron James' contract. That's that's a big possibility. And what I'm what I'm saying in all of that is, why not give it to Ty? That's petty to not give it to Tyloo because it's the same setup. One, you have to look at the the facts of it. LeBron James and Talu won a championship, you know. Went to four straight finals. <laughs> Went to four straight finals. Like, he does this. Whether it's like, oh, LeBron's coaching the team or not, Talu's still a great manager of personnel. He's, he has to manage the organization. He has to take care of all that stuff. You know, like, you can't you can't beat that. You can't you can't beat the facts of the matter, the truth of the matter. And it was the Lakers' loss. And Doc Rivers was like, all right, we got somebody that's been to four straight finals, that's coached superstars, that has a – a, a repertoire with star players, and you know, I think Doc Rivers has one of the best locker rooms in the in the NBA. You know, he he creates that talent, not that talent. He creates that environment where people want to come and they want to play. We saw them when they were. Um, I think we saw inside the locker room one coming down the stretch for the Clippers, and then two when they stole a game from the Warriors. The, the locker room is just like, yo, it's a blue collar type thing. All right, guys, let's come in here, let's get it done. Everybody was on the same page. Cool. You don't see that locker room in too like you don't see that in too many locker rooms around the league. Like simple as that. So 
I think Ty Lue's going to be nothing but greatness for the Clippers. And, you know, he'll coach there maybe two or three years and then go to his next head coaching job. But I don't think it was a great move for the Lakers to pass up on him, being that they're in the position that they are. They're not trying to build for the future, really. They have LeBron James through his contract. They have AD for some years. And I think they low-balled him, and now he's on the other side. You can't get mad at that. Can't get mad at that. Can't get mad at that weather either. And you got at all. And you know, you you got two two bad stars. You 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 know, you get to you know interact with every day and see them grow. And like I said, give them some advice as well too. So yeah. that's that's exciting. Um, next thing I want to talk about is Team USA. USA. Um, USA. So they had an expedition game. Um, I think it was obviously we're ranked number one. I think they played against the number two ranked team in the nation. I mean in the in the world. Um, against Spain and ended up winning 981 and playing in Anaheim, California at the Honda Center. Um, so we were, you know, checking out a little bit of the highlights. Uh, for the most part, they looked pretty solid. Um, some notable players who stood out. Uh, Kimball Walker had 11. Um, Donovan Mitchell had 13. Middleton had 12. Uh, Tatum had 11. Brown had 9 and so on and so on. But um, you can definitely tell Coach Pop um, has instilled – his his aura um, on this team as well too. You know they're moving the ball a lot. They're playing great defense. They're getting out there out um, in transition. Um, and I like this. I just like their overall togetherness as well too. Only thing I really am not a fan of is our depth um, as far as like bigs go because I believe we have Brooke Lopez, um, one of the Plumley brothers. Can't remember which name. And Miles Turner. Um, other than that, it's like we're pretty thin there, but. I think we do have um, the versatility in our uh, wing players um, that's going to give us a competitive advantage over other players as well, too. But um, I think it's just going to be something that we're just going to have to see um, from case to case because the tournament don't start until August the 31st, I believe, and everything's going to be in China, I think. Yeah, World Cup's going to be in China, so it's from August 31st to September the 15th. Um, but, you know, what, is, what was your takeaway uh, from this team as well, too? And then also... Uh, De'Aaron Fox, uh, you know, out of nowhere, they, they actually said they had a report either today or yesterday saying that Team USA was shocked that he basically, you know, left and, and said he wants to focus on making the playoffs this year. I don't really see the Clippers. I mean, the, uh, that don't the Kings sound great. playoffs. Maybe they will. They're, they're well, they were good last year, but Wes always gets better. He left, and then also P.J. Tucker just left as well, too, because he sprained his ankle, so he's like – you know what, the season's about to come up. Let me get back to full health. Training camp is about to start, so F all this. Um, but what was your takeaway from uh, Team USA playing? And uh, do you think, you know, um, obviously we don't have our stars um, this year around. Do you think we're still prohibitive favorites to uh, win the whole thing? Yeah, the US, Team USA is always favorites to win the whole thing. Um, you know, they might hit some speed bumps a little bit more clear than they would with a superstar power team because I think – if there was a team full of NBA all-star, all-stars, you know, Paul George, Kawhi, LeBron, um, AD. Anthony, AD, <laughs> like, you know, like, it's not fair. It's not fair. So we coast through it. I mean, you got teams like Greece. Like, we, I would love to see a Team USA team um, in, in Greece matchup. Uh, Giannis Brothers. I mean, the G, yeah, the Antetokounmpo <laughs> brothers. I'm sorry, guys. The Antetokounmpo yeah. brothers. Crazy. Sick. But, um... Yeah, I think Spain might be a little bit better when they play us next time. Um, but as far as takeaway, we have good guard play. I think Kemba is he's, – he's a leader. He's a worker. He's going to be a he's top 
Yeah, he's definitely gonna set the tone for us as the starting point guard. I believe he's gonna be the starting point guard too. Yeah, like why not? Um, Spider Mitchell, like going crazy. Uh, I think if Kuz figures himself out, he looks super uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's just Kuz's game. I don't like. Ah, do you I, think I, he looks uncomfortable because they're so I mean, obviously they, these they're are so stacked, top tier players? But yeah, the fact that they're so stacked, he's trying to just find his role on the team, yeah. and maybe Coach Pop is asking him of something else as well too. Yeah, yeah, he might be asking him a role that he hasn't had to play before with the yeah. Lakers or with somebody. So um, it, it might be a little bit of combination of both. He's just trying to gel. You know, this is an exhibition game. It's like a scrimmage game. Like, you're not going to look the best anyway. Yeah. And he's not going to look like he looks playing in the regular NBA because it's a totally different role for him. You know, Kuz is at the top, damn near running, like, the four spot, almost like a like stretch a, five like in a Chris way. Chris Bosh type of role. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Bosh type of role. And if Coach Popovich tells you to do something, you're going to do it. You want to yeah. stay on the team. Maybe that's what kind of happened with Fox, you know. Had a reduced role. Had a reduced role. And it was going to be – and we, we keep hearing players say, I'm going to focus on making the playoffs with my team. It, it's hard to go from being a number one option in the NBA to being just like another role player or playing a specific role. You might be doing a lot, but you're playing a specific role when it comes to Team USA. You're not getting the – Work in, in real game action. You're not getting to work on all your moves. You're not getting. You, you do it after practice, but you're gonna be with these guys. What, ten hours out of the day, pretty much. You're playing for four or five. You're working out the rest of them. You have to rep the moves that you're gonna do in the Team USA games. If not, you're not gonna get played by Coach Pop. Like I can understand the two sides of the argument. If you're gonna come here, you can have to play a role. But if not, you can go back home and work on your game completely. And I'll give it up to Fox and maybe saying that's what he did. Maybe that's where he's like, he didn't see the full picture of it. It's like, I'm going to come play with Team USA. Oh, no, like, I can't be myself. I can't play like I play with the Kings here. Damn, I got to rock. That's whack because it's Team USA. Like, not that many people, you know, have that privilege of, you know, being able to represent you know, our country um, on the basketball platform yeah, as well, basketball. too, or just in general, you know, with any major um, sporting event as well, too. So I would never take that for granted, too, like, the United States is known for unity and sacrifice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, this is what it's about. You know what I'm saying? You, you're you going to get better. You're going up against comp- top-tier competition every day. If you get a reduced role, you get a reduced role. This You're you're not primarily getting paid for this. You're getting paid for your team. It's true. So I'm I'm taking that leap of faith. You know, even if I'm used to playing 35 minutes a night, I'm only going to play 15. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, that's load management for me. I'm not really worried about getting injured as well, too. Um, and that's just something you just don't pass up on. So uh, to answer, I guess, the question, um, do I think we're going to win? I think we're going to win. But like you said, it's going to be um, – it's going to be pretty tough this year, uh, so so we'll see what's good with that. And and I am I'm, I'm saying it now. Um, I think we're going to end up playing Greece um, in the finals, and and that's going to be super exciting. It's going to be pretty cool to see Giannis uh, potentially and his brothers go up against us. But what are you about to say? And then something to think about: they're going from what the twenty eighth. Or the thirtieth starts the thirty first. The thirty first until September fifteenth, and then training camp. Training camp starts on the twenty eighth of September. Yeah, that's no time to recover. So if you're a young guy working, trying to still get paid like Darren Fox is, why risk your injury? Why risk injury? Why risk a reduced role when you could work on the big time role is going to get you paid? Mm-hmm. Country or not, you know, people are still going to have to live eventually after this. And I mean, I not say country or not. I'm, 
that that was worded poorly, but mm-hmm. you know, the opportunity aside, you're looking forward in your career and your own personal endeavors. And you know, I, I can't knock anybody for choosing one or the other, but at the same time, I feel like for a lot of us, you know, that won't ever touch that stage. If you get the opportunity to play with Team USA, we're gonna jump towards it. You yeah, know? and it, and it's crazy too because one of the reasons why I mean it makes sense too why players dropping out because the NBA schedule for to, so to compensate for players getting more rest and more time off, reduce back to backs, they start the season a little sooner. Um, so it makes sense why a lot of you know players would drop out, like you said. It's from August the 31st all the way to September 15th, and then you have a week and a half, two-week turnaround where training camp starts. So, um, you know, maybe that is the reason why, you know, they are dropping out. Maybe that is the reason why De'Aaron Fox left and whatnot. And the Olympics are more in the middle of the summer, too. So I I, got to get it. We'll get it. So next topic, you know, the NBA schedule officially released. Um, everyone was going crazy. There's going to be new, new headlines, new stories, uh, new rivalries that are going to, um, you know, be, you know, that, that are going to come about this, this upcoming season. So I was looking at the schedule, um, as far as officially, um, you know, like national televised games, the Lakers are going to have the most nationally televised games with 31 this year. Obviously, AD, LeBron James, Hollywood. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Second is the Warriors. They have 30. Makes sense. You know, the most dominant team, um, you know, these past, what, five years. They still have Steph Curry, still have Draymond Green. Um, Still the most exciting team to watch, probably. Most exciting team to watch. They're about to incorporate D'Angelo Russell. uh, So that makes a lot of sense as well, too. And a lot of people, I I like it this year that they're nationally televised now because – this is the first year where Steph is going to have to carry such a load until Klay Thompson get back. That's a big um, so it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they respond to adversity because I feel like a lot of people are counting them out, which is ridiculous. Um, a lot of people have them not even making the playoffs. Even Draymond Green talked about this, so um, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty good to see a um, a fueled and fired up Golden State this year. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just going to be exciting. Um, I really want to see what they have in store. Um, under them, Clippers have 26 games. Makes sense. The whole uh, Kawhi Leonard going and teaming up with Paul George over there and uh, Clippers fighting to um, make a name for themselves. Um, you know, right now they're the little bros um, of L.A. right now. So it's going to be exciting to see um, arguably two of the best two-way uh, players in the NBA, um, you know, under Coach Doc and that gritty team. Um, it's going to be exciting. And then we have Rockets at 26, you know, Russell Westbrook, um, you know, James Harden, you know, teaming back up again after years, uh, you know, seeing what they can do on a Mike D'Antoni system. That's going to be pretty exciting. Um, and also Celtics have 25, you know what I'm saying? That was the team. Uh, you know, who we thought were prohibitive favorites to get to the finals last year. Um, obviously, Kyrie was removed. They inserted Kemba Walker. And, you know, we have um, a lot of promising talent in, you know, Jason Tatum finally coming out of his show, Jalen yeah. Brown trying finally coming out of his show. And then, you know, with the year removed from his injury, you know, I'm really pretty excited to see uh, what Gordon Hayward has to offer as well, too. And Brad Stevens doesn't have that issue that I think he – that he's going to have this year. So it's going to be interesting to see how everyone... You said that issue? What's the yeah. issue? The issue. You already know what the issue was, man. <laughs> I was, I was Kyrie Irving and... Yikes. And, and all them young boys, man. That's yeah, true. It was. Uh, and then 
following that, the Bucks have 24 games. I think they should have had a little bit more um, just based off of the strength of Giannis alone. He's MVP. The like, MVP. Um, like, come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then Small market. Small market team. And then the Sixers have 24 games as well, too. I thought they should have got a little bit more games, but I think that's fair as well, too. But another thing that I'm excited about is how they had the opening week. Um, pretty fire games, actually. So tip-off starts Tuesday, October the 22nd. And the first game is going to be the Pelicans uh, versus the Raptors. And it's going to be in Toronto. Um, so the Raptors will be getting their ring. They will be Kawhi-less. Um, and you, we get to see Zion and, and the new-look Pelicans with the addition of Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, who just came out with the video. He, he's looking pretty... He's looking pretty solid. That jump shot looking good. Looking really? like he's about to develop a floater. Um, if you check his Instagram, he had a little workout video. Um, so we get to see the new addition um, players on the Pelicans and then the emergence of the next up-and-coming big thing is Zion Williamson going up against the defending championship, uh, defending champions, rather, Raptors. Um, I have – because in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. On ring night. That's a tough one. On ring night. Um, With a whole bunch of other distractions, to be honest. Ring night, a whole bunch of other distractions. Um, I don't know who I have one. I think if I had to go with the team, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Toronto uh, just because they are receiving their championship that time around. And I think a lot of people, you know, think it's Kawhi or Buss. Uh, yeah. So I think they're going to be motivated and they have mm-hmm. something to prove as well, too. And I think um, Pascal Siakam, a lot of people – not really talking about him, but I think he's going to be that player that takes that next leap. Like, I really think – I really see him averaging 22-25 this year. Nick Nurse had an interview because um, I think he's coaching uh, Canada, the Canadian um, national team. Wow. He said that basically the next step for um, for Pascal Siakam is being the guy now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so, I think they're going to win. Um, they still have basically all their pieces, um, you know, excluding Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard. They got – Norman Powell, um, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Marcus Saw, Serge Ibaka. Um, a lot of people really don't know, but who I had high hopes for as well, too, was OG Ananobi. He had that whole appendectomy um, issue, so he was forcing him as a playoffs, but I think he's going to come into his own as well, too. And they have, yeah, they have Nick Nurse, who I think is one of the best coaches up and coming, obviously at Kawhi, but um, to do what he did um, with the load management going on as well, too. Um, you know, that you got to give credit where it's due. And he has, you know, his credentials already before that in the G League um, and overseas as well, too, and all that um, stuff as well. So I got them winning. Who you got winning that game? Um, I'm going to give it to, to Toronto. Not even going to be disrespectful. I'm say the young boys are going to come out and get their first win here. Mm-hmm. I think um, they still have a long way to go. I think Toronto is going to be fired up. Um, I think they're clearly the better team right now with NBA experience. And, two, yeah. they just won the championship. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Um, next game. That first night is the Lakers versus the Clippers. Um, I have – well, it really depends. And I say it depends because I think Paul George, I don't know if he – I'm pretty sure he already underwent shoulder surgery. So I don't know if he do, – is he going to be ready for – is he going to be ready for um, – The first tip, game? Yeah, first game. I doubt they'll play him in the first game. If he plays the first game, I have the Clippers winning. Um <laughs> just because Kawhi just came off some historic stuff. Um, obviously, they have to take some time to gel Kawhi mm-hmm. and Paul George into that system, but I just feel like, um, like you said, it's, it's, it's historically known with LeBron James-led teams that it takes a while to uh, gel together. So I think 
I, I feel like Paul George and Kawhi will have a better time, at least that first game, being adjusted to each other as opposed to AD and LeBron James um, as well, too. Uh, so that that's my thought. The clip, if 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 Paul George plays Clippers, if he don't play, um, I got the Lakers winning. What about you? I doubt he'll play, but I still got the Clippers winning. Regardless. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Next night, uh, Boston Philly. You know, what I'm saying this was a rivalry. Um, you know, year before last into the playoffs as well too. Um, I'm gonna give Boston the edge, even though it's in Philly. I'm gonna give Boston the edge because I feel like. The drama's gone. Okay. Um, and like I said, there's going to be an emergence in Jason Tatum. Um, Kemba's finally out of purgatory. Uh, Gordon Hayward's removed from injury. They have that system intact, and I think they're going to gel together. Um, I feel like it's going to take a longer time for Al Horford um, and Richardson to get um, you know introduced into this new system. And I just feel like I'm still trying to you know see how – Philly is going to incorporate Joel Embiid and Horford on the floor at the same time. Um, so I'm kind of iffy about that. I, I have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Um, but who do you think winning that night? Um, I think Ben Simmons is going to hit like five threes. That would be lit, though. First shot, first no, shot three. Leave Please. Him. A three? Please. Mm. Please. Please. You know how Vegas would go crazy. <laughs> it would go, go stupid. Crazy. But, um... Philly, Boston. I'm gonna give it to Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are we agreeing on every I think every we matchup? Agreed on everything so and far. Probably because we're not out of our minds tonight. It's a Monday. <laughs> like, but um, nah, I think Boston will get it. I think one Kemba's gonna be eager to come off Team USA, eager to continually lead. Um, the firepower on Boston is still ridiculous. You know, you got two emerging stars, Jason Tatum, and um, that wing play, OD, Jalen Brown. You know, the length. You know, just from a defensive standpoint, you're not yeah. even talk about offense with all the shots to go around. I think Brad Stevens will figure that out too. Mm. With a new, you know, with a new guard with hopefully a mindset that is more like minded as Brad Stevens. Um, uh, we'll give it to Boston. Boston. Yep. All right. Then after that. Uh, the headline is Denver versus Portland. Uh, I feel like that's a rivalry that that's huge. somewhat form. You know, they won seven games in the second round to get to the conference finals. Portland beat them. Um, C.J. McCollum, shout out to C.J. McCollum. He went off because uh, Dane was struggling. He was. And C.J. just held them, I mean, kept them afloat as well, too. But um, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm just going to go – I'm going to go with Dame Dollar and C.J. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you know – yeah, open night. I, I just I just rock with them more. That and they're at home. They're one of the best home teams the past couple of years. I don't. Yeah, I'm going with them. What about you? Mm, and they're at home. Game dollar, <laughs> CJ. Yeah, they're at home, <laughs> dog. Before, like, before. Yeah, before, before, before. <laughs> we'll get down to the nitty gritty of it, though. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, next up, Houston versus Milwaukee. It's in Houston. Damn, that's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. Uh, I rock with Russ so much, and I still rock with Giannis so much and Harden so much. Um, I'm going to go with Milwaukee stealing it. Um, early? I th- yeah, I think early on. Obviously, you, 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 you know, went back. I'm going back to what you said a little earlier. Uh, you said that, you know, Harden – and Russ played together, but that was years ago. Mm-hmm. That was when James Harden was the six man on his Obi type of role, and Russ and KD were the were the main, were the main focus. So um, now, 
I think they're going to play a little bit of like a hot potato type of thing where it's like, uh, my turn, your turn, or who's yeah. going to be the point guard? Like, like what's I going on? What's the defined role? It's going to be, they have to play all three of each other. They have to complement each other. Yeah. You know, Russ will have to set a pick for James Harden. James Harden will have to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, James Harden going to set picks? James yeah. Harden going to stand I've the never, corner? I've never seen either of them set a pick for anybody, to be honest. Maybe Russ on like a down screen or something like that. Yeah. But or like maybe James Harden on like a, a, a um, action on the opposite side of the ball and, you know, a stagger screen is what I'm looking for. Yeah. But um, I just think if you can play in motion with somebody, like, it's, it's so much better instead of you shoot, I shoot. You know, you shoot, I shoot is pick up basketball. I think Kawhi and um, PG are going to be so well together because that's not what it's going to look like. It's not going to be a you shoot, I shoot. There's yeah. going to be more of a fluidity in the game. And for that matchup, I'm going to have to give it to Houston. We'll disagree this time. Okay. I'll okay, give it to Houston. Yeah. I just feel like Giannis is angry from how he went out being up 2-0, having the best record in the league, won MVP, and then Kawhi just snatches it from him. So I think he's going to showcase his new uh, additions to his game. Okay. Um, and, you know, his, his team's going to feed off of that. They're going to go on the road and just get that dub. I can see that. Um, next game is going to be Clippers versus Golden State in the new arena for Golden State. Wow. Um, going to be a lot of emotions, a lot of people count them out. I got the Dubs winning that game. Got Dubs winning? Mm-hmm. Mm. I still don't think Paul George is playing. See, we don't know if he's so playing or not. I'll give it to the Dubs as well. Dubs as well? Yeah, I just don't see Paul George playing. Two, I don't see him playing 100% even if he is back. And yeah. I think, again, more shots for Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell. Not saying D'Angelo Russell is going to be a Clay Thompson in a way, but – I think he's going to be a good addition in making it mesh for a while. I think Steph's still going to get a lot of those shots, and hopefully D'Angelo can distribute the ball until he can find, you know, his scoring area for that team. Mm-hmm. So Okay, cool. Dubs. And then Friday, uh, Dallas plays the Pelicans, so young talent versus young talent. You got the foreign versus the American. So uh, you got the return of uh, Christoph Porzingis. We haven't seen this man in a long time. Supposed to be the second coming of Dirk Lewinsky. And then Luka Donic, who just blew up on the scene. So fun to watch yeah. last year. Um, it's going to be exciting to see them play against Zion um, and the new look Pelicans as well, too. And they're, that's going to be the Pelicans' first home game. Um, I'm going to go with the Pelicans. Uh, I just feel like – I feel like Lonzo – this is going to be his coming out year, um, and I really think we're going to see what he was supposed to be doing. Um, he got bigger. Um, he's one of the best on-ball defenders on the perimeter. Um, by the looks of it, it looks like his shot his shot is up, and I feel like Improved. the biggest thing is that he's away from the distraction. Um, you don't really hear about his dad like that no more. He's not in L.A., so there's no – Oh, you know, uh, if LeBron's playing well, everyone's doing good. If LeBron loses, all the attention, all the blame is on you. So I think just being a ball team now. Uh, it's not. I mean, he's the floor general. Um, so I mean, I guess you could say it's his team now, but it's going to eventually be Zion's team right now. Um, so we'll see him. I just, I just think uh, him and Drew Holiday going to make it real, real hard for Luca that night. Um, they're going to be a pest on him as well too, but. Uh, that's that's my prediction with that one. I think the Lonzo coming out party, we're gonna see. Oh, okay. Oh, bet. Um, but that that that's my two things. What do you think? 
yeah, I think Dallas style of basketball was a little bit slower than Pelicans. Pelicans are gonna freaking run, gonna run their <laughs> tail off. The gym, possibly. I still think they're gonna be not not youthful, not young, but I mean they're a young team and they're still early on in the season. I think I think they'll get hot here or there. You know, they'll definitely um, scrape the bottom of a little bit with some games, yeah. and they might get hot during the season where it's like the part of the season where it's like oh like. Some people are on cruise control to win some of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, tonight, I think I'll give it to Dallas mm-hmm. on that night on Friday. Okay. Cool. And then the last game um, that night is going to be Lakers versus Utah. Um, I got Utah winning. Uh, I just feel like the fact that Donovan Mitchell finally has a running bait, a running mate, I'm sorry, um, in Mike Conley. Uh, and they have – uh, that fluidity, that that cohesion um, with that team, and I love their coach as well too. I think they're just gonna. I think the Lakers are still gonna try to have to figure it out. It's gonna be competitive, but I just got, I just got them winning. Uh, who you got? And this is in L.A. It's in L.A. though. It's uh, in LA. Lakers. Lakers. Yes. Okay. That's their home debut too. Home. Yeah, that is their home debut as well too. A.D. and everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Lakers. I wonder what celebrities gonna be there. Everybody. You hear me? You hear me? Everybody, man. Everybody. Um, cool. So, some must-see games this year. What I'm looking forward to uh, is AD going back to the Pelicans, man. Um, I can't remember exactly when that date is, but I'm think it's, I'm pretty sure it's very relatively early on in the season. Does he get booed? Does AD get booed? Um, in New Orleans, he will. From some of hate, course, he's gonna get from some, from some hating ass fans. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the way he just wanted to rock from the team, uh, he just gave up on them and yeah. said, "Nah, I demand a trade." Then you got Zion. Is like, I want to. Yeah, play down they here got forever. Zion. They got they got their next their next big thing for that franchise. Their their franchise player essentially. So I feel like I think for the most part, we they respected what AD did and they kind of understood that they never really. The, the management never really prioritized their time building around him. So mm-hmm. I think some people are going to, you know, okay. cheer for him. But I feel like they're just going to play towards the narrative of someone up and coming new. So I feel like. These are the Saints fans, too. Like, this is still, like, it's the same spot, dog. Yeah. You're not going to get any love from the Saints fans. You're never going to get any love from the Pelicans yeah. fans. Yeah, so he gets booed. Um, but I think he's going to destroy them. He's going to re- it's going to be ridiculous. going to destroy them. It's gonna and it's going to be pretty dope, too, because that same night, we're going to see Zion, the new up-and-coming big thing, versus the, the other generational player in LeBron James. So Word. I got to see at least – I want to see Zion bang on LeBron or LeBron bang on him, or I see, like, a signature block from LeBron, like, nah, this is still my league. <laughs> um, I definitely want to see that. And then we get to see – um, the babies who got traded away <laughs> from the Lakers. Uh, let's yeah. see what they got to prove. Let's see Ingram and Bonanza and Hart go at it. You know what I'm saying? I, I forgot about Ingram. Ingram's going to be big for that team. The way he played those last couple games before that blood clot, he was looking like he had next. Yeah, so. So that's going to be a good game. Great matchups. Um, I think it's going to be emotional when Russ returns to OKC. Yeah, um, that's oh gonna be gosh. crazy. I don't see anybody booing him at all. I think he's gonna have probably the most cheers in the history <laughs> of the NBA. You're sick, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, he's gonna be emotional. I think he's gonna cry, um, and I think he's gonna. I feel like a lot of players when they come back that first time they play is they they they're a little nervous, got to get the jitters out. So I think he's gonna, you know, 
I don't know because most of the time when a player returns to his first team he was on, they normally get booed. Yeah. But maybe since they're going to be cheering with, for him every time he gets the ball, um, I think you know he may just thrive off of that. It's going to be a little awkward, but yeah. um, they're going to put on a show. And then, like we said, Harden used to be on OKC too, so it's going to be kind of dope to see. And then too, it's not a competitive team that they're going to face, you know. And I mean. I mean, they're not as competitive, but Chris Paul's still there. Uh, So that's another narrative that we see, too, because Harden was basically like, it's either me or you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And Daryl Morey traded him away. So, you know, if he's still there uh, with what they have now, um, you know, it should be an exciting game. But I feel like Houston is going to end up just blowing them out. Yeah. Um, We'll see Chris Paul's greatness hopefully shine. A lot more with him being at uh, OKC, with like him kind of being like one of the, the the brightest star there. Yeah. But at the same time, age is always a question, and again, yeah. low management. So yeah. we're not going to see him out there doing no crazy stuff. I mean, he'll dribble, you know, Chris Paul dribble, dribble, dribble to something set up. And he's he's a smart player. I think he knows how to protect his body. But him playing the whole season at a crazy high high level, I think you have to pick your spots for him, and as a staff and as a player. So. Yeah, Kyrie to Boston is going to be pretty interesting. They're going to boo that, man. I remember yeah, they're gonna going, going, <laughs> going into uh, last season, he had uh, – I don't know what they did, but um, I think all the fans were there. Uh, maybe it was like – I don't know what it was, but basically he was saying like, as long as you guys will have me, I'll commit to you guys. And then he just flat out rocks. It's like a bad marriage. Right? It's not like bad, bad vows. Bad marriage. <laughs> You're like, bro. what? Bad marriage. As long as you'll have me. But I think – uh, that Kemba versus Kyrie is gonna be pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Um, who you think? Who you think gets that? Who you think gets the, wins that matchup? Rather, when he returns to Boston, Brooklyn. I think Kyrie's gonna have a huge night. Huge night. I think he's gonna, yeah, he gonna go stupid. Yeah. And he still got DeAndre Jordan with him with the mob, and then I mean, other than uh, what's his, what's his name? The guy that got went to the Lakers. Other than him, I mean, the Nets mob is still kind of intact. People that play with each other, mm-hmm. you're not going to get KD back anytime soon. But yeah. I think it'll it be a good little matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see Kawhi return to uh, the Raptors to get his ring. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jalen Rose made an argument. He was like, yo, like, they should retire his jersey that night. <laughs> they should. They <laughs> actually was, should. They should. I mean, obviously, DeMar rosen has been there. And, you know, um, the players before him came there. So, it's more so what they've done um, as far as productivity and longevity there. Um, but when you get traded and you put a whole city on your back and do what you did historically in the playoffs and win them, win them their first championship and you're not even a, an American team, you got to give you gotta give credit where it's due. Props so for props. I see him and Paul George going. I don't, I don't know, man. That's going to be a good game. <laughs> Because, like I said, the Raptors have something to prove as well, too. A lot of people think, like, they're counted out, too. Like, they're in the same boat as a Golden State type of team. So, it's going to be pretty interesting to see uh, Pascal Siakam going up against Kawhi and all them as well, too. So, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I may have the Raptors winning that one. I mean, I really think the Raptors are going to be pretty solid this year. I think that's going to be a team that slept on and be a top five seed in the East. Yeah, I think Um, they'll be top. That's going to be a pretty good storyline. I think they'll be top three. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm definitely excited to see uh, Zion versus RJ Barrett as well, too. Um, I think that's going to be on ESPN, I believe, um, towards the second half of the season. But um, we'll see how that goes. I think RJ Barrett's going to have 
a lot of touches this year. Yeah. And I think with Zion, he's going to have, like, not a Draymond Green role, but I feel like he's going to put up those type of numbers since there is a lot of um, talent running. Because you got JJ, you got Lonzo, you got Drew Holiday. You have um, a decent you got team. Brandon, you got a decent team, so uh, you may not get as much touches. So I think it's going to be exciting um, just to see the next up-and-coming young talent going up against each other as well, too. And obviously, the the whole battle of L.A., you know, they get to play each other four or five times this year. Um, that's going to be exciting as well, too. Um, so that's that. You know, we're going to see how those games go. Um, so that's going to be exciting. Um, last thing I want to end with is my man, the light-skinned, baby face assassin, <clears throat> the guy who splashes from 30, you know what I'm saying? The guy who is two-time champ, the guy who has cha- just changed the whole landscape of the NBA, Steph Curry, man, made some nice headlines, man. So Steph Curry right now is in the process of helping Howard University um, bring golf back to its sports. Um, so they're going to be offering – so basically he's going to be offering um, to them financially – he's going to – so it basically says he's off offerings by pledging to financially support golf teams for the next six years. Um, so basically they're saying that he's going to donate reported um, seven figures um, to bring back the sport, um, which has been absent for the past 40 years. Um, and they're saying not only will it help the sport off the ground after there's dormancy, but it comes at a time when Howard is positioned to jump to Division One in golf, um, the first Division One program at the school itself, too. And Curry said uh, one thing he loves about um, golf is that it's a discipline that challenges your mental um, wherewithal from patience to focus, and it's impossible to truly master. So when you hear about these passionate student athletes who have the talent but don't have a fair shot at the game, it's tough. Um, I I feel really honored to play a small role in the rich history of Howard University. And then he said what sparked it was there was this guy Curry met at Howard, um, some student in 2015 named Otis Ferguson, and he said while he was viewing the documentary in January about the 2015 shooting of nine black worshipers in um, a South Carolina-based church, Ferguson brought up how he had to pass up golf to attend Howard, um, which at the time did not have a golf program. Um, So that sparked an idea, and that basically resurrected the program as well, too. Um, And, you know, this is something that's good, man. Uh, What are your thoughts on, you know, Curry giving back to um, a predominantly black school and just a school in general, um, you know, to get them to play to play golf. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting wave. I feel like because when you see black people, African Americans, or just minorities in general playing a sport that we rule off as because it's yeah. not as appealing, yeah. it's gonna be a there's gonna be a spark years from now, and a lot of just black golfers is getting it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, you know, Steph Curry doing this for, you know, school and providing opportunity? I think it's huge. He's using his resources to open a door that was closed at, you know, that was closed just a, a few days or weeks ago, you know. And um, I think that if you look at just the Tiger Woods effect and Tiger Woods doesn't have the, the, the background of, oh, he went to uh, Howard University. Like, so the people that emerge from here, whether it be star, whether it just be, you know, student athletes and their influence is going to be huge because when they are from HBCU, they are um, black scholars for one, first and foremost, uh, that are probably going to 10 times out of 10 or nine times out of 10 finish their degree 
get it from Howard because they're on scholarship and keep going and keep golfing more and more. So when you have an educated person, you have a minority person, you have somebody just adding diversity to a sport that ha that doesn't have as much of it, but at the same time, when there are diverse people in the sport, they love it. You know, they love it. It's just like the Serena Williams effect with tennis, Tiger Woods effect with golf, or even like when you see black swimmers. Black it's quarterbacks. Black quarterbacks, mm -hmm. anything. Like, it sparks that interest, and people, it, whether it be one generation, and hopefully it'll be more now with the, the area, the metropolitan area that is D.C., that is the DMV, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a destination spot for anybody that's black and plays golf. Yeah. So I think Seth Curry, big ups to him. He shot the shot at this one, and, you know, form's impeccable. It went in. He, he's, you know, he's really being a role model with once the stewardship of his money, uh, the stewardship of his money, and two, just for the person he is, and, and you know, like all of us, we want to be able to achieve it, run our marathon, grind, and, you know, flourish, but at the same time, we want to look back and we want to say, hey, I'm going to give back to, to, to people that might not have it or open doors that weren't open before. So, shout out to Seth Curry. I think I'm yeah. 30. <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing to say about that, man. Um, definitely, like you said, very inspiring, um, and he definitely, you know, makes you, uh, you know, want to, you know, whenever whenever you make it, uh, definitely give back, you know what I'm saying? You just, you just provide an opportunity, and I feel like that's that's what it's all about. You know, a lot of people are very selfish, only care about themselves, but things like this, you know, really make my day and really give me hope that, um, you know, we're headed in the right direction. It's World of Sports. Yeah, World of Sports brings people together, right? Facts. Cool. Um, yeah, so the university is targeting its official, uh, you know, launching um, in the 2020-21 academic year because they have to hire coaches, recruit players, and relaunch the whole program itself. So um, I think I think they're heading in the right direction. It's going to be exciting. Um, so I'm definitely going to keep my eye out on that as well, too. But, yes, that that's all that we have for you guys today. Um, this was episode 59 of the Caesar Show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, not as long as the other one. The last one was an hour and a half. So I hope <laughs> you guys um, can fully dissect this one. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, obviously, my co-host Trey right here. Appreciate you coming on the show. Of course. As always. Um, and, guys, make sure to subscribe to me on all forms of social media at The Caesar Show and also at Sir Caesars and Trade AXXIV. Um, you know, we lit. Uh, you know, spread the word. You know, we're just only about positive vibes. Um, any any last things you want to say? Um, take care of your friends. Watch out for your friends. Uh foster and facilitate as many friendships as you have uh don't i mean you have people that are going to be your everything sometimes but at the same time create friends in different walks and different avenues because at the end of the day you are judged by the company that you keep and also Thanks. if you're trying to be on the caesar show don't be scared shout out mention them ask them when he ask ask see when he, yo, yo what do you know i gonna get on the show ask them that so we can get you up here you already know what's going on i'll take a week off come and sit by my mans you already know but um Hey, love what you're doing, man. Thanks for having me as always. For sure, for sure, for sure. I respect that. Um, and then I followed this one account called uh, the Motivational Page. Um, so it just gives you like a lot of dope quotes um, to you know help you run your day, and it really just puts things into perspective. But this is simple, nothing deep. Uh, there's a quote. <clears throat> I don't know who it's from, but it says, "A flower does not think of competing with the flower next to it. It just blooms. And I just feel like nowadays, um, you know, just dealing with social media, a lot of people, you know, scroll through their timeline. And, and with social media, we only get to see the goodness, um, yeah. the success, 
of what everyone's doing. Not everyone, um, <clears throat> not everyone is perfect. You know, what I'm saying, and a lot of people like to compare their lives with others. You know, it's not even intentional. You just see that every single day, um, and sometimes it can kind of get to you as well too. But like, I like this quote because everyone's path is different. Like, er, like he, like Trey said earlier, like, like yeah, like Trey said earlier, like how Nipsey Hussle says, like it's really a marathon. It's not a Facts. sprint. Um, so everyone has, you know, a different path. Everyone um, gets to that finish line at a different time. But just know, you know, you keep that consistency. You stay passionate. Crime. You know, you're around the right people. Um, and you just have that, you know, that dog mentality. You know, I think you're going to get to where you need to be. But that's my two cents, ladies and gentlemen. We are out.